You're listening to an Airwave Media Podcast. Have you ever wished that you had a direct line to your pediatrician to ask all the questions that constantly crop up while parenting? We sure have. That's why we launched the Bites of Health Podcast. Every morning, we'll answer a commonly asked pediatric question in five minutes or less. You can tune in while you're making your second cup of coffee or from the school drop-off line. So be sure to tune in to Bites of Health, streaming now. Do you find it hard to sleep at night? Then the Sleep Cove podcast can help you. Hi, I'm Christopher Fitton, the voice and clinical hypnotherapist behind Sleep Cove. Sleep Cove features sleep hypnosis, meditations and bedtime stories, all designed to help those of you who struggle at night to achieve a restful and peaceful night's sleep. Search for Sleep Cove on Apple Podcasts or Spotify and see why Sleep Cove helps millions of people sleep deeply all night long. Hello, I'm Teresa McKee, your host for A Mindful Moment. Thank you for joining me as we explore ways to increase mindfulness in our day-to-day experiences. Mindfulness is presence, awareness. It's paying attention to what's happening within us and around us. Mindfulness increases our emotional, physical, and mental well-being. It can also enhance our focus and productivity, and there are many health benefits from practicing mindfulness and meditation, from lowering blood pressure to increased longevity. Perhaps most importantly in today's chaotic world, mindfulness strengthens our ability to be more compassionate to ourselves as well as others. Dr. Sean Sullivan is a licensed clinical psychologist who in addition to writing articles and popular psychology books, has created countless digital mental health, wellness, and peak performance psychology courses, apps, tools, and virtual reality treatments. He has been featured extensively in national and international publications, including the New York Times, Forbes, and the Huffington Post. Based on researching the impact of teaching his patients how to strategically shift their state of mind in just a few minutes, Dr. Sullivan developed Shift Therapy to guide anyone through shifting into a better state of mind from their smartphone in under 10 minutes anytime. He is the founder and CEO of One Perfect, an enterprise mental health and wellness platform that delivers personalized mindset shifting experiences. Welcome, Dr. Sullivan. Thank you. Thank you so much for having me. Thank you. I'm really looking forward to this because everything goes very quickly, right? And people are always looking for something that doesn't take up too much time. You know, I think most professionals in the field would agree that we are experiencing a mental health crisis at this point. And mental health is getting a lot more attention than it did pre-pandemic, which is a good start. But can you start out by talking about why mental health is so important to our overall health? Yeah. So thank you so much for having me. It's nice to connect with you on this. Um, I thought about this question the first time, and it really hit me, this idea that mental health, if you think about it hard, I think it's reasonable to say that it's more important than your physical health even. If you have your mental health, you're able to live a purposeful life. 
right? You're, if you don't have your mental health, you're tending to be living in anxiety constantly. If you don't have your physical health, you can still be in, live an incredibly purposeful life. You can be inspiring to others. You can make decisions about, uh, if you have good mental health and not good physical health, you can still make great decisions about your life, contribute, live purposefully. So it, the foundation of health, we think a lot of times I think about health being on top of mental health, sort of subsuming mental health. And I'm making the argument that really everything starts with mental health. If you have that, and you can cope with the things that arise in your life. You talked about you know difficulties out there with, with mental health broadly, but that entails having a physical health problem is going to give you mental health challenges. So if you can get your mental health right, and the way that I think about it, and I hope we talk about it a little bit, is the capacity to shift your state into a better place, no matter where you are physically or emotionally in a few minutes. Um, I think that's why thinking about mental health as a priority is, is really important. I completely agree. And if you look at the latest statistics or the latest data, it shows that now they're estimating up to 90% of illness and disease is really related to stress. So it still all goes back to your state of mental health or your mindset to manage stress. That's a big part of it in order to have any physical health, right? So in addition to everything you said, I, I just think mental health is first. And if you've got your mental health, you're good to go. It's a very clear way to think about it. There was research when I was coming out of my postdoc out here. Actually, it was Nobel Prize winning research by Elizabeth Eppel. And yeah, demonstrated that if you can reduce your stress levels, the telomer length, this is an indicator inside every cell. Um, it's an indicator of lifespan of this cell, of health of your body. Um, it shrinks a lot more slowly. So as you said, stress is is the core of health and mental health is what can address stress. It's interesting you say that because we were just talking about this. Um, meditation has been shown to extend the telomere length. So in essence, well, long-term meditators are extending their life because it's such a vital part of our longevity. So yeah. yes, yes, yes. All that, all that research that came subsequent proved that you could in fact increase the length of your telomeres. So really exciting stuff. And really, it's a really good argument for building what we're talking about here. Generally speaking, mindfulness, meditation, I call it shifting when you do it in an intentional way um, into your lifestyle, not just a lot of the research that we're referring to looks at, you know, if you do it for two months, what happens if you do it for a month, if you do it for an hour, if you, but really this is about life is hard. Um, there's great strategies out there for managing that. And if you do it, not only does it make your life a whole lot more feeling purposeful, engaged, present, but it, as you said, <laughs> extends your lifespan on at least population statistics. Yeah, absolutely. Well, and if you've got, again, good mental health, and that's an improved quality of life if you're going to live longer. So it all ties together. Yeah. yeah. Um, I was thinking about this and, you know, I think the pandemic and shutdowns pushed a lot of people maybe over the edge a little bit. But I think mental health was already declining well before the virus hit. And a lot of it stemming from what feels like an acceleration of everything. Like So we're constantly having to change or adjust or adapt from work to technology, family structures change, societal norms are changing. Yeah. And I'm wondering if you think we can achieve or maintain a high level of performance, happiness, and fulfillment in such a fast-paced society. Ah. 
So yeah, that's a question about is the structure of society even sustainable here? Um, okay, so let me think about that with you. The, as you said, um, we do know that actually unhappiness globally has declined well before the pandemic started. Between um, it was 2007 to 2021, Gallup reported that there's a 43% decrease or increase in unhappiness. So decrease in happiness, however you think about it. And I'm sure that's related to the, the pace of the world, technology, the competition that um, inspires, and then the requirement to keep up, to, to keep moving fast. Um, I think that we are, that humans are incredibly adaptable. So as a starting place. So the tools that, that you share with your audience and that I talk a lot about, I think are capable of acclimating us to any environment in other words we know how to reduce our stress in any moment and so that's one side of the answer to me the other side would be are is that desirable moving at that level that that pace and i think that's a very individual decision um for me i got into one of the reasons that i started shifting my state of mind very intentionally was i would wake up in the middle of the night with the kinds of stresses that are probably <laughs> reflect what you're talking about. And I said, I need to address this issue and found, okay, here's a, here's a system that really works. Every time you do it, it's reliable once you get skilled at it. So for me, it was important to at least, if not, it, maybe, maybe make a distinction between the pace of, of life and then the pace of what's going on in your inner world. So being able to slow down your thoughts and and cope with whatever the environment is, whether it's fast or slow, from a present place. Um, and if you can do that, I think you see people who are incredibly effective doing enormous amounts of things um, in a fast-paced world with a low level of stress. So a little bit of a convoluted answer, but it's doable. And then it's a personal decision of how much you want to do, I would think. Yeah, and I think too, Part of what you're speaking to is what's within our control and what's not, right? Mm -hmm. And minding our minds that we have total control, or not total, but a lot of control over that, <laughs> which yeah. can change how we perceive whatever's going on in the external world. So yeah, I definitely agree. Yeah. Um, let's talk about shifting and how it can address mental health issues on a broad scale. So shifting is... Um, changing your state of mind. I think about it in about five minutes. So you're sad, you're frustrated, you're angry, you're not able to sleep, as I was talking about. You can even be unmotivated and want to get to motivated, or you have something coming up and you're stressed about it and you want to get your, in the right state of mind. So the way that we um, offer shifts in the One Perfect products is from mental health type issues to wellness type issues to performance type issues. So anytime you want, wherever you are, you want to get to a different place, you can shift your state of mind. So I think about that as really the core skill that underlies good mental health. If you can do that, I think about it very much as a prevention tool for mental health issues, but it's also a performance tool. So it's this tool that enables you to manage what's going on internally for yourself at any moment. And it's a little bit different than mindfulness or meditation. In, particularly in the sense that it's those techniques tend to be um, without a particular intention other than letting go. 
Whereas this has the actual intention of getting yourself into a particular state of mind. So it might be that you want to come into presence. It might be that you want to come into a flow state. It might be that you want to bring your energy level up to compete at your best. And so this is a very intentional form of meditation or mindfulness. And so that's just um, the, the definitions around it in terms of how it can be very helpful to, um, to sort of broadly impact mental health. What we've done with um, the, the shift product that we work with, which is both in an app and then you can get find them free on the website to shift your state when you want to, is adding a live component to it of shift therapists. And so this is, if anyone can become a shift therapist, you don't have to be a clinician, you don't have, a have to have a background in psychology, you do need to get proved that you've gotten good at shifting your state of mind. And then you can be available to someone else who says, I want someone like you to help me shift over the next five minutes. And so someone chooses you, you you get pinged, you're on their phone, you get a little information, or they want to move from feeling angry to feeling at peace. You have some resources there, and you walk them through how to do that. And I'm so excited about this, largely because we know that helping other people provides incredible benefits for yourself. If you're going to shift someone else or walk them through any kind of mindfulness or meditation, you naturally have to do that yourself in order to do that for them. That goes directly to what we talked about before, reducing your own stress, increasing your own health. And so my my fantasy vision is that we all should be volunteering to help each other to shift when we need to, dedicate 10 minutes a week to it, and it's going to have an incredible effect on your mental health and an incredible effect for others. Um, and people love doing it. So it's a very sort of self-reinforcing opportunity. Wow. Well, before we get further into it, because I'm hoping we can actually, you can guide us through an example, but are there circumstances or conditions maybe where shift would not be recommended, like for health reasons or mental conditions or anything like that? Yeah, I think of it, as I mentioned a little bit before, it's it's prevention and then it's sort of a targeted experience over a couple of minutes to get you to a certain place. And so depending on where you are starting, it has its purpose. If you're starting in a place where you're really not doing well emotionally, the purpose may be to get yourself calm enough to get the help you need. So it's bringing you into a state of mind where you can make good decisions about your own mental health. And, um, you know, as as you know, with I'm a clinical psychologist, so I've been doing therapy for many years, um, and you give people often um, suggested tasks to do in between sessions, and a lot of times that's mindfulness, that's meditation. So no matter where you are on the mental health spectrum, this is something that you want to be doing um, to either buffer your mental health struggles or to really increase your, your, let's say, your mental fitness, I think is a nice term. Okay, great. Well, I'm always interested in technology that's used for our benefits since there are so many uses that can be detrimental. So I'm wondering if you can explain in more detail what One Perfect is and who is it designed for? So One Perfect is simply the name of the company that developed the product shifts. And so in the shifts are they tend to be so far a digital experience, five to ten minutes. So that might be an audio experience, it might be a video experience. You come into the app, you identify, I'm sad, I'm frustrated, I'm, I'm lonely, and it walks you through that digital experience to shift your, in, yourself into a better state. 
And we've been at it four years, coming up on four years now. And we have um, a, a major university system signed on with us after two years of pilots because we and they, we found and they saw that over 90% of people were able to ship their state of mind with a digital experience just following it, um, shipped into a, a toward their ideal state of mind or into their ideal state of mind in five to 10 minutes. So um, that's the product that One Perfect offers to people. There's lots of free stuff. There's apps that are paid. Um, and what we're adding now, the, the thing that I talked about before that I'm very excited about is live shift therapy. So you come into the app, you open it up. This is the One Perfect Shift app. Um, and you can choose to have a shift therapist help guide you to this state of mind that you want to be in. And for for a lot of people, partly why podcasts are so popular, listening is really helpful for orienting your attention and to have someone live with you. We know immediate things happen biologically, chemically inside you. I think of other humans as the best drug that you want to bring yourself into presence, you know, sit with someone who's in presence. So I love the idea of not only uh, training people to learn to do it themselves, but training them to teach other people to do it. Well, that's incredible. I wanted to ask you about this because I heard you talking about it on another podcast and it was about the pushback you got on the, uh, the word perfect in the, in the name. Yes. It might be important to clarify what you intended that you're not implying people need to aspire. Okay. Let me, let me remember this one. So that's true. There was when we named the company One Perfect, some pushback from people who felt like they, that was, a, the word perfect is a very triggering word because so many of us have been made to feel like we need to be some form of perfect, usually some other person's definition of what perfection is. And it's really um, stressful, damaging. Um, it's It's very difficult to live your life feeling like you need to be perfect. And it really does underlie so many of the issues that we see. And so um, while I honor and heard that feedback, the, um, there's a part of me that really wanted to use that moment of when I hear the word perfect, I get triggered into transitioning to when I hear the word perfect, it's that in fact, this moment is perfect. Our lives are perfect. We are the embodiment of 30 trillion cells buzzing us into conscious awareness every moment. And when you drop all of the stories like perfection is this or someone thinks it's that, and you drop below all of that thought, then you get to experience the reality of the perfect moment. And so, yeah, um, that topic comes up from time to time. And I think of it as sort of a um, it's the mis mischievous part of me, but it's, it's, um, an opportunity to have that discussion about actually life is, life is perfect. And now again, that conversation can go on for a long time too. <laughs> no, but I agree. It's like, it's like seeing the awe in life. You know what I mean? Everything is, it's, everything is the way it is and it's perfect. Doesn't mean there's not problems or challenges or flaws or whatever, but it's not about striving to be perfect. It's about appreciating the perfectness that's already in us. And I, I like that. So thank, oh, you. thank you. Yeah. There's a, a, a monk that I was listening to her talk one time. And during her talk, she said the a sentence that I thought was just so profound. It was that if you're not in awe, you're distracted. 
And I think that captures what you just said and what we're talking about here, that, you know, that the whole stories that we have about perfection or anything else that's bothering us is a distraction from the awe of existence. Well, I'm very excited about this technique because I work with people every single day between coaching sessions and workshops and I don't know, webinars, all the stuff that we do. Um, A lot of people get very stuck in a negative mindset. And it's definitely gotten worse since the pandemic started, understandably, because people are under more stress or anxiety or just sort of not comfortable with the uncertainty of the way life works right now. So I'm wondering if you would be willing to guide our listeners and me through a shifting into a chosen state of mind. I love it. Yes, this is my favorite activity. Matter of fact, it's something that I do, you know, before I get on a therapy session, before we got on together, I'll... I'll with shifts, you can actually read through them if you want, or you can listen to them, as I mentioned, or they, you know, they can be like we're doing now. If you happen to be watching the video, you can do it by video, you can do it live. And I say that, um, I'm reminded to say that to start actually, because one of the things that we found over the last few years of shifting with people, giving shift experiences, is that people love receiving them in their inbox, actually just scrolling through them and reading them. Um, they can control the pace that way. They don't have to listen to the audio. Um, some people love audio. People learn in different ways, but I'm reminded of that as you say it. So, yeah, thank you for asking me um, that. One of the things that I like to say, especially when someone hasn't done this before, I'm sure your audience it probably has some experience if they've been listening to you, but I'll just reinforce for people who do do this kind of thing regularly that I think of it as the most important skill you can learn for your life is the capacity to shift into a better state of mind when you choose to. I mentioned before, I believe it really underlies all mental health. It is the core skill set. It is, to me, the equivalent of emotional regulation, right? It's the capacity to change how you're feeling in any moment. And we've seen now um, through the research, 20-minute sessions have massive impacts on you. Even five-minute sessions of doing it for a while are showing real. And when we say, when you and I talk about impact, we're not just talking about your your daily average experience. We're talking about changes physiologically within your brain and body that are now evident to show that doing this as a lifestyle is a really, really profound and measurable impact on your on your um, your being, your, including your physiology. So, and that means, you know, you wake up on the wrong side of bed, you have a way to kind of get yourself into a better place. You wake up in the middle of the night like I was, you have a way. I now wake up in the middle of the night, believe it or not, and it's a, it's a let's say, a joyful moment, because I know within five minutes, I'm going to get back to a good place. And when you, I think, you know, that touches on the power of what we're going to do. When you know that, then everything changes about the way that you cope when stress comes into your life. So I know um, we're tight on time. I'm not looking at it exactly. Do we have a little bit of time to go through at least like a mini shift here? Okay. So why don't we just start by noticing how we're feeling right now? Take a long deep breath. You can keep your eyes open. You can keep, let them close. Why don't we relax our shoulders, allow our arms to fall toward the ground. Notice how you're feeling. Sometimes you might on a 1 to 10 scale just simply say, how am I feeling? How am I doing? And now let's set an intention. Now that we have, we know how we're feeling, set an intention to shift into a more present state of mind and body. 
And since we're doing a mini shift here, we'll say over the next one to two minutes, we're just going to dedicate 100% of our attention, all of our attention to one thing. We'll place it in one place. And why don't we do that today? Take a long breath and just listen to life together. Just listen for 10 seconds. And as you listen, notice how you shift. Notice that change in your body. You know, simple as that is, to me, it's the most profound thing to come into awareness that you feel one way, and 10 seconds later, you, if you can notice that shift in what's occurring inside you, you have the, the key skill of shifting, because it's really the ability to notice what's occurring inside you, and then have tools to shift it. And listening to life with all your attention is one tool. Um, another one is feeling your body. These are portals of presence that we sometimes call them. Different ways to come and bring 100% of your attention in doing one thing. So why don't we do that next? Just bring 100% of your attention to feeling that buzzing sensation of those 30 trillion cells I talked about a minute ago. There's this feel the air on your skin. The buzz of those cells is your being, your aliveness percolating you into life. And I'll, I'll be silent and then I'll give you a suggestion. Be silent, just feel with 100% of your attention now. And if you can't pick up that buzzing, you can squeeze your left thumb really hard and then release and feel the blood rush in that's the buzzing we're looking for all your attention in that thumb and expand it to the whole hand just feel and then your whole body the buzzing of life feels like pulling on your favorite sweater That's a perfect little mini shift. If you've noticed anything, any change in your stress level we were talking about before that's associated with having five or 50 thoughts at once, if you can put it all in the one place, everything changes. And what we often do with a shift is we'll say, okay, we're in the present, we're in presence or we're closer to presence now. Let's set a real intention to stay present for the rest of the day. And this intention setting has a massive influence on the next minute and then also on whatever the intention is focused on. So you can silently say to yourself, I'm going to stay present for the rest of the day. I'm going to keep my focus, 100% of my focus on the things I choose. And if you do that coming out of a shift, it'll often bring you into a flow state if you think about what's next that I have to do today. And then see that occurring in your mind's eye. Engaging with that task. What are you going to do for the next hour? Feel the shift. And that's it. It's a nice, that's a nice little mini shift. Thank you so much for that. And I, you know, I think it's really important for people to understand that you may have to do it more than once a day, right? If you're not in the practice of staying present, this is a great tool to help you kind of get back into that. So on the app itself. Some are sh really short, like five or six minutes, some are nine or 10 minutes, but it's not, it's not like you're taking an hour out of your workday or something to shift your mindset. It's just a matter of 
those few minutes. And of course, it's great that you can also talk to a live person, but you've offered all these different formats. So it's really available for anyone's schedule or circumstances, right? That's the idea. Yeah. I think of it sometimes as the, as the coffee break, you know, maybe or the old cigarette break, or maybe you have whatever you're doing for 10 minutes to take a little break and you put your headphones in and it all brings you into the state, the next right state for you. And you just listen, listen to your purpose flowing through you and it will guide you where you need to go if you really truly can listen. That's just great. I will tell you when the uh, pandemic started and I work with a lot of hospitals, hospital staff, and people's anxiety, of course, was through the roof. And so I kept saying, you've got to keep checking in. Like, how are you doing? What do you need in that moment? And people wouldn't remember to do it. And so I had suggested they set alarms on their phones. Well, this is like a greatly expanded version of that with support, right? So you can... This is that idea. I mean, to me, the part of the fantasy is if your employer is putting on your schedule a couple shifts a day and giving permission and endorsing it, then that's what you're talking about. It's, it's the alarm. And it's um, hopefully one tap and we can use technology in a way that actually soothes us as opposed to stresses us. Well, thank you so much again for that. I guess with the world accelerating, like I was talking about before, it's such a fast clip. How can we accelerate a mental fitness practice to feel our best in the world around us? Well, I have to keep coming back to this idea of Becoming a shift therapist by getting good at it, uh, good at it enough that you can teach others. It's the, what is it? The see one, do one, teach one philosophy. Once the, the distinction between what you talked about, someone not being able to remember that this is a solution in their toolkit to actually incorporating into their life. I, I found really pivots on beginning to teach it. And so when you practice enough, and you get into a um, a structure, a format that teaches you how to teach, then all of a sudden you have a very different relationship to what mindfulness is, what meditation is, what shifting is. Because to teach something, you really need to have sort of personal ownership of it. And it doesn't mean you're going to be the best teacher the first day. Um, and that's not the expectation at all. But that's how I would say, you know, if you really want to incorporate it into your life, commit to to sharing it with other people in one way or another. Yeah, absolutely. And, you know, part of what you're also referring to is at the beginning, it's not a habit, right? Which is why we need something to remind us maybe to do it. But if you do it regularly, it becomes a habit. And then when that's the case, then you, I think you exponentially not only grow, but you get better and better at it. And there is no end game, right? You're just going to yeah. get better at it. So. When, to me, when when your anxiety becomes your alarm, you know, you feel that rising stress inside you. When that's your alarm, and it, it's all, it's an alarm, obviously, right? But it's only a useful alarm if you know you have a skill set, a solution to address it. And for me, and for a lot of people I work with, that was the moment where it's like, oh, there's an alarm. Oh, I also have a skill that really effectively addresses it. And as you said, it's not all we, you know, it's not right away in five minutes that you become completely, perfectly anxiety free, but it's something that works as it works increasingly well as you do it. And I also think it's great that it covers so many different, you know, it's, I keep thinking, I know this is not probably exactly the right analogy, but I keep thinking of the years ago, one of the office supplies, I think the Staples had an easy button. Like anytime you needed something, you just hit the easy button. Yeah, <laughs> reminding me of like, 
oh, I can't go to sleep. Press the sleep button. <laughs> or yeah. well, you, you, I think you and I, as as practitioners of this and teachers of it for a long time, um, it, when I think about you working with nurses, for example, this is something that they could walk anyone through bedside, and in the same time, they're addressing whatever is going on for them. So it, it doesn't need to be alone either. Um, but yeah, easy button. That's great. <laughs> <laughs> maybe, maybe we need a rebranding. <laughs> Where can listeners go um, to learn more about your work and the app? If you go to oneperfect.com, you'll have links to everything. One Perfect Shift is one place you'll be able to go. You'll be able to um, learn to become a shift therapist if you want to do that. And we have an investment opportunity coming up that you'll, there's a link to that. So whatever you need, that's the idea is that's the starting place for us in a way. Wonderful. Well, Sean, thank you so much for joining us today. It's been a real pleasure. And again, I really appreciate you giving us a demonstration and I hope our listeners check it out. Thank you so much. It was really nice to be with you. I appreciate the time. Really nice. Until next time, I encourage you to meditate daily and be mindful in all of your everyday activities. Simply bring your full awareness to the present moment to build your mindfulness skills, paying attention to every detail of what you're doing, from washing dishes to work tasks to taking a walk. Your mind will wander, and that's normal. Each time you notice it has wandered, that's mindfulness. Consider how wonderful the world could be if everyone was mindful. You can help make that happen. It all starts with a mindful moment. This podcast is part of the Airwave Media Podcast Network. Visit airwavemedia.com to listen and subscribe to other great shows like the Daily Meditation Podcast, Everything Everywhere, and Movie Therapy. We deeply appreciate your support at patreon.com slash a mindful moment. Please be sure to subscribe to A Mindful Moment and follow us on Instagram at A Mindful Moment Podcast. Visit our website, amindfulmoment.com, to access podcasts, scripts, and book recommendations. A Mindful Moment is written and hosted by Teresa McKee and or Melissa Sims. The Spanish version is translated and hosted by Paola Tile. Intro music, Retreat by Jason Farnham. Outro music, Morning Stroll by Josh Kirsch, Media Right Productions. Thank you for tuning in. This podcast is produced by Work to Live Productions. <laughs>